Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. How do you teach boys respect? I thought that this was a pretty straight-up common parenting question, But I recently found out that it is actually quite controversial, especially in certain circles. In my Building Boys Facebook group, another parent had shared an article, 21 tips for raising teenage boys. Pretty straight up simple stuff, agree with it, disagree with it. One of the points was teach them to respect women. Sounds pretty reasonable. I thought so as well. However, one of the comments that came in response to that was, I will never teach my son to respect women. I'd rather have him respect a rock. And the response went on from there. And um, he said, I will teach him to respect people who earn it. Only toxic feminists demand respect when none is earned. This is a topic that is worthy of discussion because it's not the first time I've heard it. If you have teenage boys, they are also hearing this and grappling with this. And so we are going to talk about respect today. Generally, how do you teach boys respect for human beings? Let's even erase men, women, children for human beings. How do we teach our little ones respect? But we also have to talk about respect and what this term means, what messages our children are getting about this. As you and pretty much everybody else who's paying attention is aware, respect sure seems to be in short supply these days. Well, when it's modeled from the media pretty much at a constant pace, it is really hard to instill in your kiddos what does it mean? And it's also one of those obscure terms that is like, be nice, play nice. Yes. Be respectful. What actually does that mean? And it could mean different things for different families too. And that's what I realized as we were discussing this. So the the poster who shared that is somebody who I respect and they have had some really interesting and helpful comments on other things. And like, I don't think this is a horrible person. So we started talking about, well, what is your definition of respect? And that's when I really realized that simply telling our kids to respect somebody is like you said, it's meaningless, right? What to you is 
respect. Show respect. Be respectful. Respect is being human and being in a right relationship with each other. With yourself, you respect your own body. You take care of yourself. You feed yourself good food, get a good night's sleep. All of those things are being respectful of your own self. Respect is communicating with other people, with your siblings when they're in your space instead of lashing out. Uh, Respect is being reasonable. And And then we get tricky again. How do we define reasonable? No, I was just, as I was saying that, it's like, what is that? The more you dig into this, almost the murkier it gets is what I realized. Like, I think I know what respect is. And then I started jotting down, okay, to me, what do I think respect is? And it was a lot of the things that you were saying, like treat other people politely. And then I had to think, what is politely? You know, please, thank you. Be quiet when they're talking. Acknowledge their presence. Smile warmly. If somebody is, you know, you catch eye contact, to me, that's respect. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up Googling the definition of respect because I realized maybe I don't know what it means. Maybe we're talking about different things. And I found that there are two primary definitions for respect. Number one, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. I'm like, okay, so that goes along with people has to be earned. If you are defining respect as something that is elicited by abilities, qualities, or achievements, it's almost like saying somebody has to do something. The second definition of respect, due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. Ooh, I like that, due regard. And I realize that's the definition that I've been using. Yes. You can see how much potential there is there for miscommunication with our children, with our spouses, with each other, if we don't get clear about what we mean when we say, you don't show me respect. I want you to respect people. Yeah. And in that definition is the power dynamic comes into play. And that's, again, as we've seen with consent, that is tricky territory because we as parents say, you know, you need to respect your teachers. Okay. What if your teacher does something or any other adult does something that is not worthy of respect that, you know, you totally disagree with, oh man, then you're in tricky territory again. Exactly. So as a parent, you're telling your kid, respect your teachers. You stand by that. Your kid comes home and says, my teacher got angry and yelled at this other kid and said some terrible things. Now what? Now how do you help your kid handle that situation? Yeah. Yeah, that brought to mind a clear example of my daughter who had been in a Waldorf school, so she knew her teachers quite well, first through eighth grade. Then she goes off to high school, and she came home on the first day of high school completely dismayed, 
lacking respect because her teacher had come in late to the class. Which to her is not how a teacher should behave. And it's a teacher in her mind, not showing respect for the class. Exactly. Yeah. So then wrestling with that of what do you do when you don't feel respected, no matter where you fall in the power dynamic, then how do you respond to that? So what did you tell her? I don't remember (laughs) so many years, decades, Jen, but that always stood out to me. Like she was just aghast and could not believe that this teacher would be so disrespectful and disregard. I mean, it's back to that word regard that I think is so important in this conversation around respect is the regard that we have for each other and that teacher, if they would have come in and apologized and said, you know, I was handling an emergency out in the hall and made it clear what had happened, there may have been more regard for the situation and respect would have been maintained. It's really hard when we are trying to teach our kids to value others, to value all human beings, to show respect, And they are forced to interact with all kinds of examples where other people aren't necessarily doing that. And that's especially difficult when you have a kid who's like elementary school and very much in the concrete thinking age. It's the whole, why do I have to if they don't have to? It's a very, very, very challenging dynamic. And where I think that as parents, we have to be really clear and concrete about what we mean as respect. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're not happy for how your teacher talked to this other kid. And I agree with you. That is not a nice way to talk to somebody else. But here is what I expect from you in dealing with your teacher. You keep your voice level and calm. You continue to address your teacher, you know, by whatever their name is, Mrs., Ms., Mr., whoever. Um, You raise your hand. You don't create disruptions in school. Be clear about what level of behavior you expect. And you need to lay it out. You need to describe it because, you know, a 10-year-old is not going to go, oh, respect. Well, that means... I raise my hand and I, exactly. And I really like how descriptive you're being in that. And two, with this, you have to address injustice and boys especially are so set in that idea of justice and fairness. And, you know, it's again, these, this humanness that we all are, we have to bump up against that. And, and yeah, it is unfair that the teacher said X to student Y, and it's about maintaining your own self in that, which is hard for, it's hard for me as a grown up. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I've had many more decades of attempting to learn how to control my reactions than a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old. Yeah. And and part of this too that is that we are modeling as adults these tricky situations and you know we're busy life is happening all around us but I think it's really important to when these moments crop up for you as an adult 
you and and it you know if it applies of course but that's an opportunity to to tell your kiddos hey this happened i'm feeling really confused or conflicted this is how i mean it may be something that happened at work but right. you can kind of translate it into simpler terms and let your kids know how you deal with it how you resolved it or it may not be resolvable but how you hold yourself in that unfair situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we are often dealing with this in our own lives. Respect is not just an issue for our kiddos. It's one that we wrestle with all the time, but they don't necessarily see how we're handling it. So we have to be explicit and help show them that. And of course, they need to see us treating all the people that we interact with with, with respect. The grocery store clerks, the waitresses, the garbage guys that come to pick up the garbage, they need to see you treating all of the people around you with respect because that's the kind of thing where you might not even realize that you're teaching them, but that is some of the most powerful teaching you're going to do. Yeah. And respect for animals too. And respect for the earth. I mean, it's all of these things of, you know, are you recycling? Are you taking care of the pets in a, in a humane way? Every message has to do with respect and regard for the other. I found this one website when I was trying to help determine what is respect. How do I break that down? And it was a site where people could like vote statements up to kind of come with up with the top 10, whatever. I thought these were incredibly useful for boys. Here are some of the things that were on that list. Respect others' opinions, okay? Don't purposefully bug them. That is 10-year-old boy speak right there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is something that your boys can understand. And if you have multiple siblings in your house, I know right now you're thinking, but they do that all the time. Yes, they do. And yes, that's normal. And yes, it's going to continue for years. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be respectful humans in the long run. It just means that's how siblings learn how to get along with each other. Respect people's space. Uh. This is a big one. I talked to a sexuality educator um, a few months ago, and they talked about consent as needing to ask permission when you interact with somebody's body, somebody's stuff, or somebody's space. Ooh, I like that. Right? Yeah. And that's another one we can practice all the time in our house. Respect, you know, somebody's in the bathroom, respect them if they're in their bedroom, even if they're in the living room, which is generally a common space, show respect for what they are doing in there before you come in. If they're trying to watch a movie, you don't come in there and decide to have a dance party. Yeah. Don't be a jerk face. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause likely at this age, but many of our moms are 
dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash onboys. Winona, menopause care made easy. Oh, love it. Isn't that one perfect? <laughs> yeah. Don't be a jerk face. Help them out. Be friendly. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything. Lord knows we have all tried to teach that. Here's a more specific one. If you want to yell mean things, yell it in your head. Oh, nice. Because the the reality is we all think some pretty mean and horrible things. It's not going to go away. It's there. Just don't let it out. Yeah. Don't Don't let let it it out. Listen when others talk. Keep your hands and your feet to yourself. Nice ones. Right? Yeah. Good list. These are things that you can use when you have a conversation with your children. It's worth asking your kids, what is respect to you? Mm-hmm. What does it look like when somebody respects you? Yeah. You show respect for somebody else. And I'm thinking these conversations would work really well with kids around that 8, 10, 12-year-old range. What do you think? Definitely. Yeah, much younger than that. It's going to be more about the doing than the <laughs> explaining and asking them what they think. Pause this episode for a minute. Take out your phones, find your other moms of boys, and text them a link to this podcast. That's on-boys-podcast.com. Together, we can raise great men. Part of what this calls to mind too, Jen, is calling our boys and girls on their words. Yes. And when we hear boys, not, I mean, dissing each other, but that's kind of a different. It is a different thing. done in fun. This is where it gets tricky for a lot of parents, especially moms, because tween boys, early teen boys, they interact by dissing each other. Yeah. So far more likely to do that than give one another a sincere compliment. Exactly. So you have to know the context. Is this their buddy? And are these words? And maybe if it's it crosses the line, then have a conversation about it. But I'm talking more about boys talking about girls. 
and the ways they might talk with their friends about other kids, girls, other boys, fag, sissy, gay, all those words that we hear, unfortunately, too often, we have to call them out on that and stop that behavior because that in those words is not only the words are disrespectful, but it's a gesture of disrespect also. That they may say, oh, I didn't mean anything. Oh, that was nothing. But we know it is not nothing. This is one I still fight all the time. I know that there has been more progress in other parts of the country. I am in rural Wisconsin and calling each other gay as an insult or they think they're doing it ironically. They think they don't mean anything bad by it. And I don't think they mean any harm. I think that for many boys, they are trying to maintain their social standing in a group. It's a tricky dynamic. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I let it go and don't say anything. You know, I could feel like I've been highly ineffective because they still say it. And I know they say it more when I'm not around. Mm-hmm. But the very fact that I do call it out every time I hear it, they know that it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this is just taking seeds somewhere. And I hope they become much more thoughtful about their words as they continue to grow. And I expect that they will. This is all a long game, right? Respect is not, I have this conversation with my son, I role model, and we're done. Look at my very respectful son. There you go. Doesn't quite work that way. It so doesn't. I wanted to tell our listeners about Tony Porter, who has been an activist for a long time in around this supporting boys and men. Um, he is his organization is a call to men. And if you if you've seen the movie The Mask You Live In, he was in that movie, and he has created a curriculum for middle and high school students. And, and actually he's giving it, he has it for free on his website, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you go to liverespect.org, there's great material there. And so shout out to, to Tony and his organization for sharing that. But one of the things he highlights is media versus reality and how it is crucial that we have conversations with our kids about what they're seeing in movies, video games, music, all of the media that uh, our kids are being fed 24-7. Music, yeah. Music, absolutely. And to have these conversations with them about, you know, what do you think's happening there? And what are they saying? And what, how does that make you feel? And do you believe that this reflects real life or not? Having those conversations too is, you know, it's all wrapped up in the respect, regard, consent. We have to be having these conversations. And, you know, we've talked on here before, your boys are not going to want to sit down and look you in the eye and, you know, need and me, and we're going to talk about this. You're going to have to catch them on the fly seize the moment. As you have teenagers, especially 15 and up, I would say, you have to very explicitly begin to wrestle with these questions of respect. You know, I had somebody say, I would rather have my son respect a rock than a woman. 
Don't think that your boys are not running across this thinking online. For me, this brought up, um, I wrote a blog post years ago, and this was, oh, this was uh, back when Miley Cyrus was first making news for her switch from Hannah Montana to her Miley persona, and she was twerking on um, Robin Thicke at the VMAs, which was scandalous at the time. Now it's kind of tame, Miley behavior. But I did a blog post about this, talking about respect, and I, somebody responded to it. He said, and I quote, the fact is that some women are deserving of no more commitment and respect than a urinal at a truck stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. He um, was responding to somebody else's post that talked about when they were raising their boys, that it was important for their boys to understand the incredible worth and dignity of women, and then they grew up to be men who treated women with the respect they deserve. To me, that is an uncontroversial stance. To me, that is common sense. But this gentleman, and I'm going to use the word gentleman because I am treating him with respect, said... There's nothing wrong with that, but this seems to presume that all women are equally deserving of equal respect. So again, we are back to this idea that some people hold that only certain people are worthy of respect if they do certain things, if they behave in certain ways. We have to talk about that with our boys. I can see you right now. So I, I can like, see my insides like, are just like, ah, right? Yes. But yeah. this is out there. Now imagine that you, you know, you're a 15 year old boy and you're trying to make sense of all of this. I can see how easy it is to get caught up in this idea of, yeah, not everybody's worthy of respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. We got to talk about this. Yeah. And, and, when your boy is with you, he has a different persona than when he's out at the mall with his buddies. Yep. Oh yeah. There's going to be a little different um, embodiment of respect, shall we say. And, and here's the complicated thing. When you have these conversations or you, you're able to work it in because of something you saw on TV or you heard in the music, right? Your son is probably not going to agree with you he will probably argue the other side. Part of that is being a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. They position themselves in opposition to their parents. So the important thing isn't that you get your son to agree with you at the end of the conversation. It's mm -hmm. that you have that conversation. Yeah, You have that conversation and you make your values known. That's crucially important. And when that man said that to me those years ago, I responded and I wrote another blog post because that's what I do. And you know, I said, what won't work is teaching our sons that only some people are worthy of respect. I said, they are worthy of respect because they're human beings. It is not our role as fellow humans to judge our contemporaries and decide who is or is not worthy of respect. Isn't that a slippery slope anyway? Isn't that exactly the kind of thinking that led the football players in Steubenville, if you remember this story, to decide it was okay to rape a drunk, passed out girl. This is why it's so important to have these complicated conversations. 
I'm thinking about what year you wrote that blog post in and how different our perspective is now. Yes and no. Respect and regard. And I think that you can disrespect or you can disagree with actions and words of another human being and still hold regard because they're human. Mm -hmm. And if they are in a place of, I'm trying to be so careful here, can you tell? And if they hold an office that is a respected office, that you maintain respect and regard for that position. So for instance, the teacher in a classroom yeah. yes. is the teacher in the classroom. Yes. And, and deserves a measure of, man, even as we're saying this, it still is part of me is wanting to disagree vehemently. And part of me is like, yeah, the teacher in the classroom, the president of the United States. And then maybe we land in just disagreement and go there and agreeing to disagree respectfully. Mm-hmm. And then we have to talk about how we define respectfully again. Exactly. This is so complicated. You can hear us grappling with this issue of how do we demonstrate and show respect with viewpoints that, uh, you know, I mean, that comment that some women are more, no more deserving of respect than a urinal at a truck stop brings up incredible emotion and, and feelings. And there is part of me that finds it hard to respect somebody who says something like that. Mm-hmm. But he is still a human. Entitled to his opinion. Exactly. First amendment. Yep. Entitled to his opinion. I may choose not to associate with this person in the real world. Um, I've seen nothing to make me think this is somebody I want to associate with. But I did engage in respectful online conversation, right? I didn't do name calling. I didn't post his address or his phone number. I didn't do any of those things. Your kids are living in the same world that we are. They are seeing examples of disrespect every day. In a lot of circles, it's cool to treat other people that way. They are messing around with and experimenting with what's okay, how to treat other people, and they need our guidance. It's really on us to be the grown-ups here. And be very explicit about having the conversations, illuminating your own struggles with these issues, that it's not just the kids trying to figure it out. We are totally trying to figure it out as adults as well. We're going to include a couple other links in our show notes that you can um, access on our website on boys-podcast.com. I'll have the link for the um, Live Respect curriculum on there. And our friend Mike Domish has a business, a speaking business, and a website called the Center for Respect. And it's all about how to treat others respectfully and have respectful communication. And we're also going to include a link to Rosalind Wiseman's website, Cultures of Dignity. 
this is how, again, we're going to work together and we're going to change the world in our families and in our communities. We're going to start building cultures of respect and we're going to help our boys learn how to show, demonstrate, and accept respect without abusing that privilege. It's impossible to raise boys alone. Join one or both of our Facebook groups. Jen is at Building Boys and Janet has Boys Alive. Ask questions, share your wins, get support when you need it. We'd love to have you join us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park